welcome to the Movies Past and Present Podcast. It's June 27th, 2019, and this is episode 26. I'm your host, Stanford Clark, and I'm podcasting from the crossroads of the West in beautiful Salt Lake City, Utah. Just like my blog, moviespastandpresent.com, I'll be providing recommendations, commentary, and reviews about current and classic cinema. Thanks for tuning in, and let's get started. New in theaters this week, we've got a couple of, of new releases. Uh, actually, this one opened yesterday. It's Annabelle Comes Home uh, from New Line Cinema. This is this is a horror movie. If you can believe it, this is the third installment of New Line Cinema's hugely successful Annabelle films, uh, which stars this, you know, the infamous sinister doll, um, who also was, um, I guess she's part of this Conjuring universe. And you know me, I'm still not a horror guy, so I haven't seen any of these. But uh, Gary Doberman, who's been the screenwriter of these hugely successful uh, Annabelle films, uh, is making his directorial debut with Annabelle Comes Home. And, uh, And here's the plot summary. Determined to keep Annabelle from wreaking more havoc, demonologists Ed and Lorraine Warren, who... Uh, again, are played by Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga, bring the possessed doll to the locked artifacts room in their home, placing her safely, quote-unquote, behind sacred glass and enlisting a priest's holy blessing. But an unholy night of horror awaits as Annabelle awakens the evil spirits in the room uh, who all set their sights on a new target, the Warren's 10-year-old daughter Judy and her friends. So, um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Annabelle Comes Home is rated R by the Motion Picture Association of America for Horror, Violence, and Terror. Uh, Next up is a musical comedy called Yesterday. It's from Universal Pictures. It's directed by Academy Award winner Danny Boyle. And it's got a really interesting premise. Um, Jack, who is played by actor Himesh Patel, is a struggling singer-songwriter in a tiny English seaside town. Uh, whose dreams of fame are rapidly fading, despite the fierce devotion and support of his childhood best friend, Ellie, who's played by actress Lily James. After a freak bus accident during a mysterious global blackout, Jack wakes up to discover that the Beatles, as in the band, the Beatles, uh, never existed. And he finds himself with a very complicated problem indeed. Uh, performing songs by the greatest band in history to a world that has never heard them, and with a little help from his steel-hearted American agent, Deborah, who's played by the uh, always hilarious Kate McKinnon, uh, Jack's fame explodes. But as his star rises, he risks losing Ellie, the one person who always believed in him. With the door between his old life and his new closing, and his new closing Jack will need to get back to where he once belonged to prove that all you need is love. And I did not write that. Uh, this features new versions of the Beatles' most beloved songs. And uh, again, an, an intriguing premise for a romantic comedy. Sadly, the reviews I've seen have been pretty bad. So, you know, we'll, we'll hope for the best for uh, yesterday. It's rated PG-13 
for by the Motion Picture Association of America for suggestive content and language. So this weekend, uh, if it's your thing, enjoy Annabelle Comes Home and Yesterday. Cinema Corner, I'd like to focus on a title that's that's part of the great Criterion collection. It actually is playing right now on the Criterion channel. So, uh, I know we talked about this before, but the Criterion collection, they were established in 1984, and they're just, they just do a really terrific job uh, about creating some really nice editions of, of contemporary films. Um, they they put together uh, typically a pretty comprehensive release of, of a film. They, uh, you know, they've got a they've got a commitment to presenting each film as as really as, as its director and the filmmakers would want the film to be seen in state of the art restorations. And then they also typically load their releases with really cool special features um, that are designed to encourage repeated watching and to deepen the viewer's appreciation of the art of film. And so they, you know, right now are releasing films on Blu-ray and DVD. I think back in the day, back in 84, they started, they would release uh, on Laserdisc and then, um, of course, DVD and now, uh, now Blu-ray and DVD, uh, they, you can view, view their films and they're, they they come out with the new with new new releases typically most every month, and uh, you can go to Criterion.com. I'll have links to that in, in the podcast notes. But uh, I love the Criterion Collection. I have just nothing but but respect for the cool work that they do. So they've got now this new Criterion channel that you know they used to partner with with Turner Classic Movies on that Filmstruck service that that, that closed late 2018, but now they've relaunched successfully there their own um, streaming service. They call it the Criterion Channel. And uh, you can you can learn more about that at CriterionChannel.com. Again, I'll have links to it in, in the podcast notes. But uh, just, just reading the materials off of the Criterion Channel homepage, they call it a movie lover's dream. Uh, it's classics and discoveries from around the world, thematically programmed with special features on a streaming service brought to you by the Criterion Collection. Uh, on the channel, you can enjoy continuous access to Criterion's streaming library of more than a thousand important classic and contemporary film titles, uh, plus a constantly refreshed selection of Hollywood, international, art house, and independent films from major studios and dozens of independent distributors. Go deep with the Criterion's collection and archive of special features for context that no other service can match. And I would concur with that. So if you haven't already subscribed, I... I, I definitely check out the Criterion channel. Um, it's I, I, So far, I've really been enjoying it. So one title that I recently watched on the Criterion channel was, was an old silent movie from 1923 called Safety Last. And it is a comedy uh, starring the great Harold Lloyd. And it is really it, it's it's a terrific film on so many on so many fronts and a very innovative a very innovative film uh you know i think harold lloyd is just pretty much a genius and also 
you know, heroic and possibly just completely crazy with some of the stuff he was he was attempting. I guess all all the main, you know, Charlie Chaplin was the same as Buster Keaton. You know, the, I think those are the kind of the three, um, kind of the troika of American silent film, uh, great American silent film stars. But one thing about Harold Lloyd is I often feel like he's kind of the everyman in a way. Maybe the most r relatable just because of, of his appearance and the, and the type of uh, situations that he put him put himself in. Uh, he's just a modern guy striving for success, as it says on the on the on the Criterion Channel summary. In fact, I on on the Criterion Channel page for Safety Last, uh, it's saying that it's this film is the perfect introduction to Harold Lloyd, um, with its torrent of perfectly executed gags and astonishing stunts. Uh, Harold Lloyd plays a small town bumpkin uh, who's trying to make it in the big city. He finds employment as a lowly department store clerk and he comes up with a wild publicity stunt to draw attention to the store, resulting in an incredible feat of daring do on his part that gets him started on the climb, literally, <laughs> to success. Laugh out loud, funny, and jaw-dropping in equal measure, Safety Last is a movie experience par excellence, anchored by a genuine legend. The uh, this Criterion Collection version of Safety Last, which is which is currently available on on Blu-ray and DVD, has got a lot of really nice uh, bonus features. So also though, if you if you view it on the streaming, you know on the Criterion Channel. Uh, the majority of these features are available on it too. That's what I did. I watched it on 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 uh, you know via the Criterion Channel app on my Apple TV, and then s saw some of these bonus features. Uh, particularly, the bonus feature that I liked was called Locations and Effects, which is a documentary featuring film writer John Bankston and visual effects expert Craig Barron. So, Safety Last has kind of the iconic. The iconic image of Safety Lask is Harold Lloyd hanging from uh, a building's a big clock on a building. He's holding on to to uh, like the minute hand of this clock, and you've your chances are excellent you've seen you've seen this this uh, image, and it really. Is is just that 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 the climactic scene of, of Harold Lloyd climbing the building is really a series of of I mean not only risky things for for Harold Lloyd to do but really tricky and inventive uh, camera techniques. So there were three separate sets built for this cl big climbing climax scene. Uh, and they were built on top of buildings in downtown Los Angeles, and um, mostly off of Broadway uh, and and Spring Street in 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 downtown L.A. Now, one of my good friends really loves this film, and and uh, on a recent trip to Los Angeles, we ventured out on a, a safety last walking tour, and I've got. 
links to this in uh, I'll have a link to this information on uh, in the podcast notes. But it's this film location tour, which really is an interesting walking tour through the historic core of downtown Los Angeles. Now, Harold Lloyd filmed this movie in 1922, and then it was released in 1923. Uh, and as you can imagine, things have changed quite a bit in downtown L.A. But what's interesting, though, is really what hasn't changed. You know, downtown uh, downtown L.A. has been, I mean, I've had, I can't say I've been there a lot, but the times that I have, it's been with, I guess with, if you call it mixed mixed results, uh, often to me it just seemed like Skid Row, and and uh, but really what's happening now is is uh, a major influx of cash, and a, maybe just a bit of a gentrification uh, of people coming back to this area, and and uh, almost like it's 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 beca- it's becoming a new a new place. A lot of these old office buildings and uh, apartment buildings have been getting huge multi-million dollar makeovers into high-end apartments and condominiums. Uh, lots of retail is moving moving in. Um, Broadway w- was is home to lots of old movie palaces, too. It was a big entertainment district back in the day. And uh, some of those are still in use or, or, or are getting restored. One of them, the Tower Theater, which has really a wonderful old facade and, again, a beautiful interior from what I've seen. I haven't been inside. I've seen pictures, and, of course, it's, it's closed. Uh, but it's getting turned into a, a, an Apple retail location. Uh, you know, Apple is, is uh, uh Partnering on a restoration and, and, and we'll we'll be putting a, a very hot you know one of their high-end retail locations into the space And so lots of cool things are happening in downtown LA. So that was really actually fun to witness firsthand and and, and by foot but this walking tour Truly tries to show you these different shots that were made and then and what buildings still currently exist and uh, and then in, in conjunction with this really great documentary that's on that the Criterion Collection has offered, it not only shows the geography of where these, you know, where the movie was made, but helps helps you put into context the really cool technical innovations that, that were used. Again, with these particularly with these three different climbing sets. Because the climbing sets were on different buildings, the the perspective really changes and so forth. For an astute uh, movie watcher, you, you probably will, will notice that the backgrounds change somewhat. Although, again, really you're mostly focused on Harold Lloyd and his amazing physical comedy as he is trying as he's trying to climb this building, and, and then all the vicissitudes that he that he runs into. So that safety last tour was was. Was really fun, but most the most fun was uh, uh, watching, you know, watching the movie. Uh, one thing again, just to consider with, with what Harold Lloyd was doing, is that even you know they tr- they tried to the way they built these sets, 
uh, there were mattresses and, and all sorts of different things to help, you know. And he and he wasn't necessarily climbing that high, although because the sets were on top of a building, he was that high, you know. But just just in just in a more more controlled thing as uh, with these with with these climbing st stunts, uh, although you know he was pretty coy about how how he filmed it. Uh, with with you know with with the press, but still, uh, there's enough documentation and different things about the production that shows that shows how he did it. And again, if you're really interested in in, in diving deep into it, I've got I've got I'll have links out on the podcast notes. But I think more to more to the point, this movie is so much fun. It's a combination of you're you're horrified about what you know this actor's doing and 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 laughing hysterically because because the physical comedy is so is is so outstanding. Uh it's 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 really a delight and I just can't recommend highly enough Safety Last. Uh if you've never seen it and also if if you have seen it uh, check out this really nice uh, criterion collection restoration and and enjoy those those bonus features too for recommendations this week I uh, am still thinking that you, you all should go see Toy Story 4 if you haven't yet. It's uh, you know now in theaters and it's marvelous. Don't let the don't let the four throw throw you <laughs> or your love for the previous three films throw you. This movie is is equally worthy, and I just can't say enough good about the film. Uh, I've, I've, you know, re re reviewed it on the on, on the blog and, and, on, and on a previous podcast. So I hope um, uh, I hope you'll go enjoy Toy Story Four with uh, your family. Also, uh, back in theaters, although in our market it never really left. Uh, this this weekend, Avengers Endgame is making a final push. I think to earn just a little more money. Uh, I haven't checked the, the the most recent numbers, but Avengers Endgame is really close in taking over Titanic as the highest grossing movie ever made, and I think this is this is this is another push towards that. We'll see we'll see what happens, but uh, Marvel's promoting this as as you know see see Avengers Endgame on the big screen one more time before it leaves theaters. Uh, what they're offering this weekend. Is an exclusive poster, and it's a pretty cool poster. It's of it's of a uh, Iron Man's Infinity Gauntlet, uh, and you know, spoiler alert that 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 he uses in in the end of the film to uh, to uh, you know, I guess spoiler alert <laughs> to beat Thanos. Uh, but it's a cool it's a cool exclusive poster that's available at select theaters while supplies last. So hopefully it's available at, at a, at a theater near you. If it's something that you're interested in, I've got artwork, the artwork for it, uh, on, in the podcast notes. If you just want to check out what the poster looks like, um, they're, they've also added to the film print, a special introduction 
from director Anthony Russo, who's you know one of the Russo brothers who directed the movie. Uh, an unfinished deleted scene. I guess, you know, whatever that means. <laughs> I mean, clearly it's a deleted scene that they didn't complete, but but uh, we'll see if it, I mean, if that's 30 seconds or, or, or something. That could be cool. And then also a special sneak peek from the new Spider-Man movie. Um, Spider-Man Far From Home opens up next week. And uh, anyway, so... If, and, and really this... From what I've read, this new Spider-Man movie is really an epilogue to Avengers Endgame. So, so uh, anyway, that sounds like it could be cool, and I'm probably gonna check it out, even though I've already I've already seen Endgame, of course. But this uh, this sounds like it could be fun, and I'm I'm all for Endgame um, taking over Titanic. Uh, also, just of note, Avengers Endgame. It's going to be available uh, for you to watch at home. Uh, the digital release is on July 30th, and then the Blu-ray comes out on August 13th. So again, this weekend, check out Toy Story 4 and Avengers Endgame if you're so inclined. Thank you for listening to the Movies Past and Present Podcast. Again, links and more information about all of the movies discussed in today's podcast can be found in the podcast notes on my blog at moviespastandpresent.com. As always, I hope you will find some good movies to enjoy this week, whether they be from the past or the present. Until next time, thanks again. 